Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for who you are, your nature and your character, Lord, that you're merciful, gracious, and compassionate to us, Lord, that you show us loving kindness, Lord, and, you know, love. And we thank you for your ability to save us, Lord. We thank you that you had the desire and you did save us lord and you've given us an opportunity to walk before you and i've taken the time to train us carefully so that we are pleasing in your sight lord we ask that you will show us the truth lord that you will reveal reveal those areas in our lives lord that we need to fix lord that need to be mended lord that need to be brought into submission to you and in divine alignment lord and we thank you for the holy spirit that you sent to help us do that in jesus name amen in amen. Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get into the Word, developing our relationship with Christ, learning how to engage, truly engage, and walk with Him, and develop an unshakable faith in the Lord together. We are in our study of Hebrews chapter 12, and we are still going over verses 18 through 29. So whether you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and take the opportunity to read that section of scripture, making it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. Well, now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. Okay, I want to look at verses 26 and 27. Actually, 28. Um, Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he is promising, yet once more I shake, not only the earth, but also also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So we're talking about unshakable faith. And it is not a coincidence that the word of God in this this book, in mm-hmm. um, this, this letter, or this epistle of Hebrew, Hebrews is talking about some things that can be shaken and some things that cannot be shaken. So that tells us that there is things that are made by human hands, human traditions, human emotions, carnality, and human ideas and perspective that are going to be shaken. It's equivalent to when our works are tried by fire, that which remains will Mm -hmm. be saved, but that which is destroyed, we'll suffer loss over. And the difference is one of these is a God thing and the other is a man thing. And if our faith is, um, I'll say engineered, 
if it's faked, if it's um, grounded in anything other than the word of God, the Lord and the love of Jesus Christ, it's not going to remain. It will fall, it will fail. And, you know, many times I've, I've been in contact with believers observing a believer that, um, say, died prematurely or something of that nature. And they say, well, they had faith. Or, um, and then they attribute it to God being somehow flawed and um, absolutely not unfaithful. And the reality is it's not that God is unfaithful. It's that there was not faith that was founded on the word of God. And in order in to God, live. Right. From that human, they weren't operating in faith like they thought they were. And it's not God's job to get us in faith. He's done his part. And I know, gosh, I know you're saying that sounds really harsh, Kamisha. That, that's hard to hear. That's hard to understand. And it's easier to blame God for something who you cannot see right, oh. than it is to say, hey, my brother or my sister was not in faith like they determined to be or they changed their mind. Or, or they professed. Right. Like they, like they said they were. And there are things that you can pick up on to know whether you're in faith or not. If you're speaking in terms of the sweet by and by, one day God will heal, one day God will answer, one day God will deliver, you're not in faith because you're pushing it off to a distance. But we we um, read already in Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. seen. Faith is present tense. And when you compare that with Mark 11, believe you receive at the moment you pray you shall have what you asked for. That means now. The moment I pray, I, as far as I'm concerned, I believe it's done. Regardless of when the manifestation of it shows up, I believe it's done. Which also is, if you, if you consider it closely, this is what we consider about our eternity. Uh-huh. I'm not living eternity right now per se, but I believe that my eternity is assured because I believe in Jesus Christ and I've confessed him as my Lord. So it's my responsibility to make sure that I am actually number one in faith. And if your faith is future tense, it's not faith, it's hope. And hope is good. You need hope, but faith is the things, the faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you have to put each of these pieces in their rightful place and your faith has to be in what God has already said. The Lord has already decreed and declared to us through his word and his demonstration that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. You have to take that as you, your faith is evidence of that here and now, whether you physically see that healing manifested at this exact moment. Right? Yes, mommy. Yes. So because, because, because. That which is grounded or founded on anything else is not going to stand. God is the only foundation and an accurate and appropriate application of the instruction that he's given us is the only thing that is going to remain that's solid. That's hooking in properly to the foundation, building on that foundation wisely. Now, another side of that as well is that as the Lord is moving in the earth, if your, if your trust, which is another word for faith, is in institutions, if it's in people, 
if it's in doctors, if it's in um, pastors, if it's in your children, if it's in anything else. Anything but the Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Being your way, your truth, and your life, then when shaking happens around you, what you're believing is going to crumble. What And what you're vesting your hope in is going to crumble. So it's telling us only things that are kingdom designed, kingdom initiated, kingdom supplied, and kingdom ordained are going to remain. Amen. Everything else other than that is not going to work. So there's two components there that we have to um, be aware of, that we're actually engaging our faith accurately and that our faith is placed where it can only be placed. And, and in order to do that, the Lord is the one that we truly have to love, but he has to also be our desire, mm-hmm. right? And um, in that section of scripture, especially that you brought up and that we we're going over in Hebrews, right? Chapter 12, verse 26, he talks about this shaking, which, if you will, goes back to or references what's in Haggai, mm-hmm. the, the book of Haggai. It's really verse six, but I want to read verse five through seven. Mm-hmm. And it says, According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. And then he says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill the temple, this temple, with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Well, we're talking about a few different things. In that same chapter that you referenced, this is what faith is, right? Mm-hmm. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it then specifically goes into Abraham. He was a sojourner in the land and was searching for a city not made by human hands. Mm-hmm. So let's understand, right? And we talked about this at that time. We are God's temple. Mm-hmm. He lives and dwells within us, but he has to be our desire. Many of the nations have substituted the desire of all nations, which is truly the Lord. It can be nothing else, but it has been, the Lord has been substituted as a desire for other things, worldly mm-hmm. things. And no, they won't stand, but it also brings us to exactly what the Lord is talking about in Revelation Chapter twenty one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and we'll get into that. Just read the first few verses uh, of Revelation chapter twenty one. Says now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I said, John. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And I'll I'll stop there just because everything is contained. That's what the Lord is looking for. That is being unshakable. God is our God, and we are his people. And in the structure he set up, our Heavenly Father is our Father. And we are his children. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, is ultimately what he's looking for. And as, as such, he has say in every area and aspect of our lives. 
Mm-hmm. We are here to receive from him to, to and willing as our desire, our delight, right? Mm-hmm. Is to hear his voice, stand on his word, and by doing so, be obedient, which demonstrates our love, our faith in him, both now and our hope. So our future is in him. Those are the ones that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Those that is being what or what having unshakable faith is and looks like. Those are also the ones that re-enter into the heavenly community where we came from and now we're here on earth to make a decision of who we'll serve. Mm-hmm. Right? This this is the choosing ground. And based on our choice, we're either going to go mm-hmm. and spend eternity with our Heavenly Father by re-entering the heavenly community, mm-hmm. His kingdom, or there's an eternity in hell. Amen. For those that chose Satan or tried to choose self, which is considered as a choice mm-hmm. for Satan, the adversary. Amen. So understanding that. And in this, everyone that's, that the Lord created has had to come through or is coming through this choosing ground to make a choice. What will you choose? And it's not just a, uh, I'll say it's a one-time choice, but you have to choose to remain, to be diligent, to be unshakable, committed to your choice for the Lord, that is. If you have not yet done that, I encourage you to do so. To repent to turn to the Lord, to come into alignment with him and to take your place that he has already made and prepared for you as a son and daughter of the most high God. Mm-hmm. Yes, dear. Amen. Dad, as you're speaking and mommy also talked about this, the Lord was, mommy, you brought up the scripture inside of first Corinthians, first Corinthians three ten through 17. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 15. And the Lord was reminding me of how when God shows things that need to be removed, we shouldn't just leave it there. We should be constantly uprooting it and replacing it with truth. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, we should do it from a sincere place, not grudgingly going, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm only doing this because I have to, mm-hmm. but because I love, because for the example, I love God. Mm-hmm. And you can, mommy and dad, you talked about how that there's going to be a final shaking, and which is when ultimately when the decision is going to be made, as in at the end of all time, or when that person breathes their last. Mm-hmm. It's up to that person to constantly define what they're doing before they even get to that spot, going, asking themselves, why are they following God? Is it just because of the things or is it because of they love God? That should be the ultimate question we should be asking ourselves at the end of the day. We see with the Pharisees on the outward, they were clean. It looked like they loved God, but they only loved the material. Mm -hmm. And as a result, because they only loved that, they weren't able to fully comprehend what God was doing. So they're short sighted. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they ended up missing out on what they're doing, on what God was doing. And then, though some of them did believe, it says that unless they, unless you, your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, as in they did not confess with their mouths 
that if they don't do that, if we don't do that, we won't be able to receive completely either, which is to say our words have everything to do with how we receive from God. And which also is to say that if we do not allow, if we do not say the right things as in from, if we do not say the things that God tells us to say, we're not being obedient, nor are we able to completely inherit the things of God. Charles? I greatly enjoy what you said, Promise, and I like to focus on verse 29, which is a bit short, for our God is a consuming fire. Um, and something that, Dad, you often tell us about is refinement. And in the process of a metal being refined, there's, yes, the boiling up of the dross and that being scraped away, but you can't leave it like that. You have to add something in. And that's truly what we get down to here is that the things that are going to be shake that are shaken are going to be taken away and something much better is going to be added in their stead, in their place. Meaning that the Lord is not taking, just taking away um, our actions, meaning that, okay, son, so with me, he tells me, don't do this. I don't want you to do this, but he tells me the correct thing in which he wants me to do. Amen. He gives me the correct form of what I should be doing with my time and what I should be doing with my life mm -hmm. so I can go and do it. What do I say often? Well, Dad, you say a lot of things often. Well, so, but there's one in particular that, that each of you clearly enjoys. It has to do with uprooting. Uproot it from your life and replace it with truth. Amen. <laughs> Whatever is false, right? Whatever is untrue, that thing that doesn't reflect the nature, character, and attributes of Christ in you, right, being conformed to his image or Christ formed in you, the hope of glory, then uproot that thing from your life. But yes, it must be filled, right? It must be replaced with truth. Yes, and that goes Dad. for every area and aspect. Yes, Dad, and that's what we see the Lord. And as humans, we are all right if the Lord gives us something. And maybe sometimes we're all right if he takes things away, but we don't want to go through the full process. It's one thing to scrape away the dross. That's fine. And you should start there, but you shouldn't leave it like that. We see in the Gospels, Jesus says, there is a man whose demons cast down. And the demon goes through dry places and goes and says, I'll return to where I just came from. And goes back and finds it swept and unfilled, essentially, this empty mm -hmm. storage. And he decides to take seven spirits worse than him and enter mm -hmm. into it. It's because he had nothing in him. It was mm -hmm. just an empty vessel. He was a husk mm -hmm. waiting for something to fill him. And that's what we often fail to understand is that the Lord doesn't just reveal things to us so we can um, uproot it and then just leave it like that and call it a good job. He wants us to place his attribute and his characteristics Amen. in there. In mm -hmm. the example of Moses, it wasn't just good enough that he stopped murdering people. He needs to start <laughs> using the love of God. That's what mm -hmm. he needs to put inside of his life or else he would have returned to that when it became when he became angry again, like at the golden calves. Mm-hmm. He reached a dangerous place of anger mm -hmm. where he was ready to do the physical violence, I would say. Mm -hmm. But he had been submitted to the Lord and the Lord's attributes were inside of him. So he was able to rule over his impulse of what he and what I would have done in that situation if I was acting in my flesh. What would have been the natural human response to show and demonstrate what the Lord truly wanted to demonstrate? It's not just about no longer doing sin, but it's demonstrating God. That's truly what we should be desiring. Amen. Amen. And those are the works that will remain. When we demonstrate the Lord, those works will remain. But us demonstrating our flesh, it, it's 
not going to last. It's not going to have any fruit that we can receive a reward from, and it will be of no benefit to us in our own life either. No, and something that we've covered here, sowing to the flesh only reaps corruption mm-hmm. and a whole lot of other horrific things. Destruction, corruption, I mean, all the... Yes, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we must sow in the Spirit and to the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. That's who leads us and guides us in all truth, wisdom, knowledge, things to come, right? But also those that are led by the by Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Goes right back to what we were saying. God's our God and we're his people. So let's say whatever the Lord says for us to say and do whatever he is doing or wants for us to do in the manner with which he wants us to say it and do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. And we thank you for showing us those things that we need to uproot in our lives, Lord. And we thank you for showing us the truth to replace those things that we have rooted with it, Lord, so that we're able to grow in you, Lord, and that we're able to wage the good the good warfare fight, the good fight of faith, Lord, and that we're strong and we are steadfast in you, Lord. We thank you for the time that you have taken to cultivate our characters, Lord, to cultivate us as your sons and your daughters, Lord, to teach and train us and guide us, Lord. We thank you for the protection for our listeners, Lord, the provision on their lives, Lord, the calling on their lives as well, Lord, and the favor that you've given them with all they come in contact with, Lord. And we thank you for who you are, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.